the Bright 2017, Episode 8, New Wrestling Alliance. We mean business. It is your man, P1J Dub, here. And to my left, your right, it is the man, the myth, the legend. His name is Amp. How's it going, man? It's glorious. It's glorious right now. Glorious. And to my right, your left, but since you're not here, you won't know. It is my very good friend. We're better friends than Chris than Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. It is Darius Ichi. How you feeling? How's everybody doing this episode? Welcome to episode eight. Drink it in, man. And episode eight, year 2017. You've been following us since episode one. Very happy that you've been doing that 2017. We got big things happening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at WeAreNWA, or you can follow us on Instagram at New Wrestling Alliance. The NU is new, not N-E-W, NU Wrestling Alliance, because we mean business. So we're just going to jump right into it. Royal Rumble weekend. And we're not even going to jump into the main entree yet. Here's an appetizer that might have filled you up. NXT TakeOver in San Antonio. I'm just going to throw the fire right out there. Imp. I feel like it was uh, one of the better ones. Um, they're kind of getting in a groove. Unlike what Triple H feels, I don't feel like NXT is awful. I just feel like they're rebuilding. H.E., I know you had a lot to say about NXT TakeOver. What's your thoughts, man? I really enjoyed it. I liked the, I liked the main event, um, the women's division. Uh, the tag teams are really looking good. I think that NXT is really coming up. Uh, it's a lot of growth. There's a lot of growth. And it seems like a lot of um, a lot of great talent can even make it to uh, the big leagues. Yeah, I feel like uh, the authors of Pain are really getting into their own. I hate the name, but I see a lot of uh, potential. Uh, you know, you always need a big monster group to fill out the ranks. Because I already feel like NXT has a lot of smaller athletic guys, and you always just need a big monster group. <laughs> I really do dig Authors of Pain's um, wrestling ability in the ring. That was a great matchup this past uh, Saturday. And I really want to see where, where they go with um, with the Authors of Pain now that they're the new um, tag team champions. I'm, I'm a fan of AOP's just double team moves. It's while you have those big brute forces of a tag team, those tag the, the the tag team double teams are very fluent, and I think that it it's a good mix of fluency, power, and just not to be cliche, pain. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like the little uh, the double power bombs that they do. I, like I just I feel like a lot of their double team moves are great. I feel like uh, them and uh, Sanity have a lot of potential. I mean, I feel like Eric Young really killed it last night with uh, Ty Dillinger. Yeah, I was, you, you stole it right underneath from what I was going to say. One, yeah, I definitely think that AOP is going is going to be the future. However, Eric Young is killing it. I don't care what yours, what anybody says. It may be a Wyatt family knockoff, but realistically... They're doing what the Wyatt family should be doing on the main roster. Eric Young is making Bray Wyatt work for his money. And if you don't know what I mean, make sure you watch NXT TakeOver. First match, Eric Young, Ty Dillinger. 
scale of one to ten, I'm give it. I give it an eight point nine. How about you, Imp? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a big uh, Ty Dillinger mark, so I, I felt like they both put on a, a great performance. I feel like Sanity in general is a strange mixture of uh, decay from TNA and the Wyatt family, but like I feel like they're make their own little movement right there. But I'll give it a. <laughs> yeah, their entrance is pretty freaking dope. Um, I they remind me a lot of uh, the Wyatt family. Um, as far as like their entrance and their style with the with the three with the three guys, um, it's definitely it's definitely something that I am invested in. And uh, and like as and as we were talking about, we that is just one aspect of NXT Takeover that was just I thought was huge. We haven't even talked about the championship match yet. I'm going, and we're not going even going to talk about our surprise guest. I'm going to try and shift it over to, in my opinion, what I, who I view as the female wrestler of 2016, Asuka in a fatal four-way. How about that fatal four-way women's match? Ichi, you tell me your thoughts on it. With this matchup with Asuka, yeah, I, I'm really digging um, Nikki Cross, um, um, Peyton. I thought that they put on a great show. It's very entertaining, um, but... Yeah, Asuka, uh, she's, she really, 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 really <laughs> makes great matches, and um, I like it. I, I can't, I, I have nothing negative to say. Yeah, I feel like, uh, actually, Nikki Cross kind of impressed me in this one. I really didn't know uh, how she was going to handle this type of match, but uh, I was, I was entertained. I mean, I'm always, uh impressed by Asuka, but I feel like Nikki Cross kind of came into her own in this match. Yeah, I think that, I definitely think this Fatal 4-Way was was definitely a showcase, and I think this is, goes back to what I was talking about with Asuka being my female wrestler of the year, because one, she doesn't have bad matches been on, two, she enhances everybody that she has a match with, so for the opportunity to enhance three other wrestlers, I think that NXT's women division is definitely on the up and up. Personally, I hope they all go to SmackDown, but I was definitely a fan. Now we're just going to make a we're going to make a quick transition while NXT Takeover is going on. We know that it's the developmental. We know that there we know that people are working and trying to get up to the main roster, but we were graced with the presence of Seth Rollins into the into NXT Takeover, and he seriously took over. I mean. That to me, that was an unexpected moment. There are very few moments in wrestling that I don't predict, but this right here left me in suspense. And what are your thoughts on this? On on Seth taking over NXT Takeover? I thought it was pretty uh, pretty genius, you know, especially as a transitional segment. I I didn't expect it at all, and it felt like uh, I mean, in general, uh, Rollins always kills it. In this uh, promo, it just felt you had a sense of real. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> I feel like the WWE is um, taking the Seth Rollins as like a CM Punk void. I feel like that's um, Seth Rollins kind of like picked up the picked up the pieces once CM Punk left um, for the character that he's portraying. Um, 
I felt like it was necessary to extend the storyline as far as him and Triple H, where he's going to his playground. He's going to Triple H's playground. He's demanding that he comes out and that he faces him one on one. And I think that's it was necessary. It's definitely necessary for for Seth to do that. Strengthening the character, strengthening that um, that feud and getting us ready for WrestleMania. And then I think the thing is, is that we're we're finally we're finally getting something fresh. As the knock that we have on Raw and SmackDown is that it recycled storylines. The fact that the way that Imps touched on the, on there was a transition period on NXT. We're focused on Showtime, Percy Watson, and Corey Graves. And next thing you know, Seth pops in the middle of the ring, taking over NXT Takeover. I think it was definitely appropriate. It was definitely unexpected, and the crowd was white hot. And for whatever, for what it's worth, Triple H didn't even really ego trip. He showed up and he brought out security and he disappeared. Most people were aching for a fight. Triple H was, as he calls himself, the creator. But more than anything else, this allowed the spotlight to to be casted on the full-time wrestler, which is Seth Rollins, and not the part-time because WrestleMania is coming up and I want to spotlight Triple H. Triple H gets a lot of a lot of flack for his office politics when it comes to WWE, but the way he and his with and NXT, his self involvement in almost all storylines <laughs> just to remain relevant continue. <laughs> I'm going to I am going to suspend judgment on Triple H for this episode strictly because. 205 Live is exactly that, and because NXT, his brainchild, is bringing ratings that if Vince McMahon, if it was left to Vince McMahon, it would still be an hour show on um, Sci-Fi Network with them um, running around with the pants down. (laughs) But let's go ahead and transition over to the main event, and it was glorious. It was glorious. It was the it factor, Bobby Roode, versus the one who has captured NXT and, honestly, anybody within the WWE's universe's um, mind. Shinsuke Nakamura, two-time NXT champion. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Bobby Roode. I'm just going to toss the ball over to you, bounce pass, Ichi. Tell me your thoughts on this match. Um, I was le- I was really looking forward to this match. Um just the chemistry. I love the way that um, Nakamura sells. He sells so well. Um, Bobby Roode and him put on a great matchup. Um, with even with Roode targeting uh, Nakamura's leg throughout the match, uh, Nakamura playing into that um, all around just great chemistry. A great matchup. Um, it. I I watched it twice. It was it was that great to me it was such a great match um and nothing but all across the board i know you were huge on this match we were in raving reviews you said they tore the house down i'm just going to give you an open mic let me know what you're thinking yeah this this match was glorious from beginning to end uh i mean i was really surprised that uh bobby rule pulled it off and got the victory, but I mean, I guess I shouldn't be since you know he he has come to NXT to make it great again. Uh, 
but um, I'm really interested to see what storylines they go, you know, from here. Like, I'm pretty sure that unless they've called Ty Dillinger up, that that's going to be the next guy to try to go for the belt. It's, I think that, I think that, again, the it factor. Bobby Roode, he's doing exactly what his character is saying. He said he's going to take NXT to the next level, and honestly... Ever since Bobby Roode has been back in NXT, has been in NXT, it's it's been exactly what he said it's going to be. He's taking it, each and every person he's faced. It he gives that main event stamp of approval, and not that Shinsuke Nakamura ever needed it. Not at all. Don't let this take. Don't let me take this away from Shinsuke Nakamura, who I think, what who I think for the better part of 2016 was NXT's wrestler of the year, but. The way that Bobby Roode just presents himself, the way that Bobby Roode carries himself, the way that Bobby Roode just em- embraces the WWE culture. While Shinsuke is different, and I respect him, and I and I and he is one of my favorite wrestlers of the current of this current crop. Bobby Roode needed this belt, and I, for one, am all the way for it. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. Like, I feel uh, Bobby Roode is going to be able to progress storylines uh, more and um, and also gives time for uh, Shinsuke to get more acclimated. Yeah, I can agree with that. I feel like he's um, he's definitely good on a mic where he can carry um, a storyline he can work with. Um, a lot of these wrestlers in NXT, and I feel like he's definitely the future of NXT, and he's nothing but glorious. glorious. <laughs> How many times Listen. have we inserted the glorious? <laughs> <laughs> Insert it again. <laughs> Listen, let's keep it. Let's just, we're just going to keep it a hundred like a high fever. Bobby Roode carried TNA. Bobby Roode left TNA. And now I can probably buy TNA for what's left in my account for $2.75. <laughs> Bobby Roode is what embodies a, w, a person who would want to go into WWE, but has established himself outside. Bobby Roode has the it factor. I think that he is the it factor. And in my opinion, I'm looking forward to, I don't think he's, I don't want him to go to the main roster. I want him to take NXT, continue it, to take it to the next level. So do you? It's the point. It's getting. Do you agree with? Uh, do you agree with AJ Styles said, uh, where he said that uh, no matter how good you are, before you actually go to the main roster, you have to stay in NXT for a little while. He also kind of says that he wish he had, because it's such a learning curve. I agree that um, AJ was. I agree with AJ. I mean, I think. Unless you're AJ Styles, who's simply phenomenal, you need that learning curve. I don't. I, if you looked at if you looked at most of these people's Ring of Honor background, Cesaro, Seth Rollins, Grease, potatoes, <laughs> rams, hogs, dogs, chicken, turkey, rat, you name it. I I think unless I think AJ Styles is exactly right. AJ Styles, who is simply phenomenal, and I know he wishes he would have stayed in NXT, but do you really think that AJ Styles' impact would have been greater if he would have went to NXT and then came over? 
I mean, you have AJ Styles, who's simply phenomenal, and he's done an awesome job. He's made the best of his year. But then you have a Samoa Joe, a Daniel Bryan, a Cesaro. You have Roderick Strong. You have Austin Aries. These are people who have made a name for themselves around the world, but I can't necessarily say they have the WWE style and promo until they've gone to NXT. AJ Styles is an exception to that. So, yeah, so I, so I think that AJ Styles is spot on. The only person that I think that shouldn't, that didn't need that seasoning was Samoa Joe. And even then, I'm glad that he had that seasoning for his impact on Raw. We'll talk about that later. But let's go move on to our main event, the 30th annual Royal Rumble. I know that some people were bitching and moaning. And you know what? And that wrestling fans, pause. Because the Royal Rumble was a great episode. The Royal Rumble gave you fresh faces. The Royal Rumble set up fresh feuds. And the Royal Rumble led you on to WrestleMania. Road to WrestleMania. And at this point now, the Royal Rumble had plenty of impacts. We had new champions. Only one person retained. But before we even go, even before we even go into the main card, we have new WWE. E tag team champions. Finally, Gallows and Anderson have got got the tag gold. Ichi, your thoughts on this? Um, I'm happy that they did win. Um, I'm more happy that they did not beat the New Day for the belts. Um, I'm happy that that the club does have does have the belts. I want to see where they go. Um, and who and who they'll be um, having robberies with going into WrestleMania if they hold the belts till WrestleMania? That's the question. Um, but yeah, I, I like the way that it's going. Yeah, I agree. I also am happy that they didn't beat the New Day for the belts, only because I feel like later on it leads to the New Day actually being a threat to them. Um, also, it's kind of nice to have a pure. I don't know if you would call them a heel team, but a purely heel tag team champs. Like they're just uh they hate everybody except for other heels and is is just it's just kind of fresh. Yeah, it they're definitely refreshing. Like I think that especially on Raw we have all of these tweener characters. It's great to finally have a dominant heel tag team that doesn't like just have the gray line. They're a heel tag team, and they're beating the shit out of people. Okay. So we got new tag team champions. Only two people retained their belts. We're going to start off with the Women's Wrestler of the Year on the main roster, in my opinion. Undefeated in pay-per-view action and championship battle. Charlotte Flair versus Bayley. Emp, I know you have some thoughts on this. Let me know what you're thinking. You know, usually I bash Charlotte, but you know, uh, <laughs> this was one of the rare pay-per-views where I was actually rooting for her. And, uh, I mean, she always performs well. And, you know, I feel that now that uh, Dana is out of the picture and now that Ric Flair is out of the picture, we actually get to see her showcase her talent. And I'm liking that. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, I'm not the hugest fan of Bailey. 
Um, honestly, I don't want her to win the championship. <laughs> um, Borley. <laughs> Uh, Charlotte's looking impressive. She's looking impressive only because, like, she is the winniest um, champion on all of pay-per-views. It's 16, um, just is continuing from last year, and I feel like it's gonna um, continue until that re- until that streak is either beaten by Goldberg. Um, Everyone, <laughs> I hope not, not Goldberg. <laughs> um, the Beast Incarnate. No, but I, it has to be by someone. I mean, maybe Karma will come back, <laughs> or even the boss. You know, it's like you know, we still can't forget about that. Maybe she'll be able to be her like on Raw since that she can't <laughs> since she's like um since it's exempt for her to to, to be her on a pay per view. <laughs> I swear by the by next year they're all gonna be like twelve time champs. And, you know, that's the thing that's kind of getting – don't get me wrong. These are awesome matches. These are awesome women who have elevated the women's division. But much like my complaint when it came to – when it comes to WWE, I just want them to really, really establish a champion, not the hot shot belt here and here so everybody can have, a, have, a, have it on their resume. Because – how much how much more impressive would Charlotte's reign be if it were 16 pay-per-views in a row and she didn't buy, drop the belt to Sasha three times? At yeah, some point... It, yeah, I, I agree, but it's it's even to the point where it's even... Why was Sasha on, you know, on a, pre, on a pre-show match? It just doesn't make sense. Because Black History Month was coming up and they had to have her face a Samoan. <laughs> Which is like the only reason why she's popular is because she's the Rock's cousin. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I actually like her. I do. I actually do like her now that I've seen her. So she's gotten very, very impressive over like the last like three, four months, actually. Yeah, I mean, the the more time she gets on the mic, the better she gets. But I feel like she'd have better storylines and like just a better appeal if like somebody like maybe Paul Heyman or something like that took took her on like as her manager and like give her the same appeal that he does for like Brock Lesnar. Yeah, definitely agree. I think that I think that that's the would one be, thing missing with the women's that would division. Be glorious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the one thing that's missing within the women's division. I think that you have the athletes, you have the quality matches, you have the characters, but you don't have that like you you hit the nail on the head in my opinion Amp, about having a Paul Heyman type character, someone who will have you overly invested in this one dominant character. I think that with Nia Jax if you had a a mouthpiece, a Heyman. Not a, and it doesn't have to be Heyman, but somebody who who's good on the stick. You yeah. had the opportunity to turn Anaya Jax into what Karma should have been before she got released and pregnant. Yeah. So are you saying that Dana was not a good Paul Heyman <laughs> for Charlotte? <laughs> Rimshot dooms. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and switch gears to the other champion. <laughs> let's go ahead and switch gears to the other champion. The one who was able to um, maintain their belts. It's Team Kevin and Chris. 
Kevin Owens, the Kevin Owens show versus America's next John Cena, Roman Reigns, with John, with Chris Jericho suspended high in a shark tank. Outside of outside of that gimmick, honestly, this match delivered to me on all on all phases. Ichi, I know that you're a huge Reigns fan. Go ahead and sing his <laughs> praises in his loss right now. Yeah, I I feel like the match between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns on Sunday was nothing but phenomenal. It was the the chemistry that they had, um, even with Chris Jericho not being able to interfere in the match. The only downfall that I did have was, um, you know, with Strowman interfering. And, you know, the universe there... I, just, I don't get it. I don't get like why they keep disrespecting Reigns. And I feel like the only reason is, is because a few years ago when him and Daniel Bryan were both up for like top guy that the fans really just enjoyed Daniel Bryan. And where's Daniel Bryan now? You know what I'm saying? Like he is the general manager of freaking SmackDown. <laughs> and there, and there is nothing wrong with that. <laughs> No, nothing at all. Yeah, nothing but at all. Yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with Brian Danielson being being the general manager of month of WWE SmackDown Live. But, but like a, there yeah, is I'm, an issue with with the fans not letting wrestlers actually, you know what I'm saying? Like do their thing. I, I, I don't agree. I don't agree. I understand the hate of Roman Reigns. I actually I actually like Roman Reigns, but this actually has nothing to do with him, like actually him, you know. Creative did this to Roman Reigns. They they put him in positions to fail, and that and that that just led to his downfall. Every time they're gonna build him up and get him back to where he's about to be, Creative figures out some way to make people hate him again. And, like, for somebody that's not a heel, I just don't understand why they do it. Like, there was no reason for him to win that last Rumble instead of Daniel Bryan. Like, he didn't need it. He could have won it later on. But they felt that they needed to do that, knowing that he's going to take it. When 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 you say they, you mean Vince. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I I feel I feel like uh I feel like Roman Reigns was was a perfect guy at the right time. Um he he got in where he fit in. I felt like he was the right person. You know, he's you know, he's not a good guy, he's not a bad guy, he's the guy. That's that's and the Roman Reigns. I feel like that's the Roman Reigns like... now, though. That Roman Reigns then was not that guy. He was awful on the mic. But they had to build him up. They had to. Exactly. Like, I felt they should have kept building him up instead of pushing him down our throats. And now people hate him. You can, Yeah, I, I, under, I understand the Roman hate. Like, I, don't get me wrong. Roman puts on awesome matches. I don't think that... I mean, I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying that he's the he's a he's the worst wrestler ever. He's not. He he has not put on a bad match in two years. And I use and I agree with you 100 percent. That creative failed. At what point do you say, hey, look, even if we have to build this person up, we can build him up and not have him in the main event scene. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns, <laughs> we we decided to build him up by giving him the WWE belt. In what universe does that work? 
<laughs> in John Cena's universe. It doesn't. It doesn't work for but your average you know wrestler. It's, and this has to the point. It's to the point. It's to the point where it's like WWE is always known for doing this. They were always known for always going for like you know a big guy, um, you know instead of the you know independent. Um, no, instead you know, of the right average guy. wrestler, <laughs> you know what I mean. You said what? No, no, no. I, I I disagree. I don't. I don't even. I don't even think it's the it's the, it's the WWE guy versus the indie guy. I just think it's issue of the guy, WWE guy. They're always so, yeah, yeah. for like a big guy. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that, and I don't. And I don't agree with that mindset. It doesn't even have to. It doesn't even have to deal with the indie person because you have pl- because you have plenty of homegrown WWE talent that deserves the spot of Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is the guy who let's 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 break it down. Who else? Who else deserves he it? The, he was in the let's let's let let me break this down for you real quickly. He was in the main event last year. He was in the main event the year before. He won the Rumble. He was the thirtieth <laughs> entrance in the Rumble this year. For no reason. And he's going to, for, for for no reason. He did. He did. He did no, it was he for didn't reason. Need to be in I felt like. I felt like it was for a reason because it was to give the fans, especially the universe, the opportunity to see, you know what? Guess what? We're going to put <laughs> Roman Reigns back in the Rumble. You guys are going to really think that he's going to win because then you're going to be really pissed off. But guess what? You were wrong. You were wrong. They put one over on you. Yeah, but what does that do? What, what does that do for anybody? Shock. Nobody cares. Shock. You, you were talking about him. But here's my thing. What does, that have, what does that have to do with, hey, I was talking about, because what talent do you elevate by putting Roman Reigns at the 30th spot and letting him yeah. be the, one of the last two people for the third year in a row? The third year in a row, he was one of two people. I thought one of three people, because last year it was Dean, Triple H, and Roman. This year, it was Roman and Orton. Three years ago, it was Roman it was Roman and Batista four years ago. Roman, we we are getting our we're getting an overdose of Roman. I'm not I'm not, and then this is not a Roman hater group, but at some point you have to diversify your portfolio. <laughs> yeah, like Roman could have came in at any point of that rumble, and we would have hated it. There was no reason for him to be number thirty as a surprise. He was going to get the same amount of hate no matter where he came in the Rumble. And the fact that we're talking about Roman Reigns right now and we're not talking about the WWE Universal Champion Kevin Owens, who defeated Roman Reigns? We haven't even gotten <laughs> to the Royal Rumble match. Okay, let's, Kevin let's, Owens but let's be honest. Let's be honest. The only reason why Kevin Owens – first off, Kevin Owens was handed the belt from Triple H, one – Two, so, he's had assistance. Or um, hold on, he's had assistance from Chris Jericho in all his matches. Three, he had assistance from um, Braun Strowman from Braun Braun Strowman, <laughs> and um, at the Royal Rumble. I'm not discrediting Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens is actually one of my favorite wrestlers on Raw, and he's one of my favorite top heels. Um, but is the point that no, he he's pretty much just been given this title because. Triple H didn't want Seth to have it. He didn't want Roman to have it. So what's the difference between that and Triple H wanting Seth to have the belt? There isn't any difference. (laughs) 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 
and we're, and we're going to get, and on that note, we're going to move on to the next match. <laughs> on the on to the next match, which stole the show, in my opinion. Clearly, Kenny Omega thought something different, and understandably so. AJ Styles, John Cena. I have a lot to say about this, but I'm just going to pass it over to Ichi. Go ahead, Roman lover. You got it. Um, this match, this match, this match. Um, I can't say that I was disappointed, but I can say that I, I was, um, it was, I felt like the WWE built up John Cena winning, um, taking the fact that they kept mentioning the Ric Flair, um, streak. They kept mentioning how John Cena can beat a 16 time world champion. Um, the promos seemed like they were always in favor of John Cena. <laughs> Even the promos on SmackDown um, seemed like they were more in favor of John Cena than of AJ Styles, even though AJ Styles was holding down the WWE um, SmackDown while Cena was injured or, you know, finding his smile. I don't know. He was just gone for like a few like months and shit. But <laughs> the thing is, is that match, which has been like their previous matches have been great. They've been nothing but phenomenal. And I hate to keep even using that word, but they they've actually been like top notch matches that, you know, can go down in the history books. You know, John Cena winning. It's historical. It's wonderful, but at the same time, it's kind of like what you guys were referring to with the Roman Reigns thing. It's like, okay, we're getting, it's enough of the John Cena shit. Yeah, I mean, I also wanted AJ to win, but I mean, I guess I see what they're trying to do. Um, I don't agree with it. I feel like AJ was doing well as champ, and I feel like one more win over Cena kind of would have cemented uh, his whole reign, especially after all the shots Cena was taking going on the, the Today and that's what Show. Gets me. And <laughs> oh my God, that's what gets me. That's what gets me. Cena buried this dude on the mic and, and carried out the belt just to be a 16-time champion, a 16-time champion. He's going to be transitional. He's yeah. going to drop the belt before <laughs> WrestleMania. I'm sorry yeah. that I'm getting hyped. <laughs> yeah, like I just, I don't. I don't yeah, see... I can agree, Jordan. It's it's <laughs> it's to the point where it's like, okay, you like it's it's like I get it. All right, you've beat you beat or you tied Ric Flair's record. That's wonderful. But it's like, what what's next? Okay, what about AJ? AJ <laughs> literally like carried the WWE like SmackDown brand like for the past like five, six months. You know what I mean? It's... Hey John hey John Cena, listen to me. You're a <laughs> fucking hypocrite. I went to <laughs> Miami, I heard the shit talking you said to the rock, and guess what? You're a part timer that came back and took a belt off of a capable champion because you want to feed your ego. And if you don't want to feed your ego, shame on you for not saying that you should have just took the L. AJ Styles should have had the belt. You buried him on the mic, and you still didn't even put him over. You didn't. You you negated your loss to, to AJ Styles at SummerSlam. Oh, I had a bum shoulder. So the fuck what? 
And he told him that he let him win. Yep. <laughs> but like I feel like I, don't know. <laughs> I feel like they're setting this all up so that he can lose the belt and then get it again at WrestleMania. <laughs> I, I, for the life of me, I don't get it. Like as they they teased this back in Lord, I don't even know when he had the six the sixteen X T shirt and uh, and uh, I think it was orange. You have mad shirts. You tease getting the 16-time belt, and it's not even a big deal for you. You, It's a big deal for you because you took the belt off of AJ Styles. It fed your ego. It doesn't have anything to do with advancing any storyline. You should not carry the belt going into WrestleMania. You do not deserve to carry the belt going into WrestleMania. You are a hypocrite. Last time that The Rock did that, you had shit to talk about him. Last time The Rock was a part-timer and came back and took the belt off, people were talking shit. You are not the you are not a man of the locker room. I don't care if you hosted the Teen Choice Awards. I do not care if you were on ESPN. I do not care if you're on the Today Show. You needed to let AJ Styles beat you. Why? Because you need to learn how to put talent over. Please. Oh, testify! Yes, I agree. I, I'm actually in total agreement. But at the same time, he doesn't have to do that. You know, you had the same situations where other wrestlers in the past didn't want to put um, better wrestlers over, um, i.e. Shawn Michaels not wanting to put Bret Hart over. Um, so it's, you know, you have these egos with these wrestlers. Wasn't it Bret that didn't want to put Shawn over at Survivor Series? <laughs> He's in Canada. Why would he want to put Sean? We can't talk about this, okay? <laughs> but the point of the the point of the matter is is that egos, like you said, Jordan, egos are really playing into into this. And John Cena should have put um, AJ over his WrestleMania. His WrestleMania main event at WrestleMania twenty eight and twenty nine was based off of what off of what he's exactly doing right now. He got on the rock for being a part-time wrestler. Hey, guess what you are, John Cena? A part-time wrestler. You come back. You bury somebody. Guess what The Rock did? He buried CM Punk. AJ Styles carried the belt six months. You bury him. And on top of that, not only do you bury him verbally, then you take the belt just to have it for a month or two? I hope you lose the belt at Elimination Chamber to Bray Wyatt instead of Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. I hope you do. John Cena, shame on you. Hashtag shame on Cena. Oh, testify! Yeah, I'm. I'm curious to see what what they're gonna do. He's he's kind of like that safe bet where they can easily put the belt on him and then kind of just like maneuver around around John Cena. So I'm seeing I'm seeing that, but it's it's really getting frustrating with. <laughs> you just don't take the belt off of that's just great talent and it was just at the top of top of his game going into it's not even going like AJ Styles Rumble, wasn't going even performing. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's not even like AJ Styles he wasn't performing. AJ Styles was doing work. He was actually putting on like phenomenal shows. None it was all great. Even his matches with um with Ellsworth. <laughs> yeah. He made he made he made, he made Ellsworth, Ellsworth look, look an incredible great. wrestler. Mm-hmm. That but Ellsworth yet, sweet chin music was, I mean, way better than Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> joking, joking. No chin music, the goat. <laughs> Too much focus on John Cena. 
the Royal Rumble, the main event. Let's talk about that. Internet world, y'all were bitching because you did not get all your surprise entrances. And we'll talk about that <laughs> no, later. No surprise entrances. <laughs> well, we got one. We got one. Dude, we, we, got, we got the most obvious, and I think that was the most fulfilling. Yep. We got Ty Dillinger coming up and coming in at 10. Ty Dillinger coming out at 10. Awesome. Great. Fans, y'all should appreciate that. It was a feel good honestly, moment. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I understand I understand the, the WWE universe's gripe. I understand the internet wrestling community's gripe. Because if that 30th person was not Roman Reigns and anybody else, we'd be great. But let's talk about the Royal Rumble match. First one through first one through ten. Matter of fact, we'll do one through fifteen. All it was was it was all we had was Braun and a brilliant display by the person who I truly believe deserves one last title run, Chris Jericho. Drink it in, man. So the main event, the Royal Rumble. Clearly we had clearly we had some feelings about it. Ichi, I'm just gonna give you the mic first. You got it. Dude. The rumble was freaking great. Um, I was really pulling for Chris Jericho. I really want to see him have another run in the near future. Um, ah, shit. <laughs> Just everything with um, even the number 30 spot, even Ty Dillinger coming out at the number 10, uh, Roman Reigns at 30, uh, The Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, um, Goldberg. That... It's it's gonna. I don't know if I'm the only one in this boat, but I'm honestly kind of tired of Goldberg. <laughs> I really <laughs> want Brock to really beat his ass. I'm just tired of Goldberg. I feel like he's kind of like got a fluke over on Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar has been cleaning house for like the past like couple years. All of a sudden, he just comes by and he's just sweeping Brock Lesnar off his feet. I don't know. I feel like WrestleMania. Brock has to win against um against uh Goldberg. That that was a few of my highlights from from the actual Rumble. Yeah, I I felt this year's Rumble was really good. Um shout out to Corbin as well. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh I was really impressed with Strowman. It was the Strowman show for a while. Uh Y2J, he just made the whole Rumble enjoyable. Especially since he was sneaking out all the time. Um, uh, Ty Dillinger at 10 was a feel-good moment. Uh, yes, they did kill my mood with Roman, but it was still enjoyable seeing him wrestle. I mean, he always puts on a good show. I just felt they could have handled it better. And then uh, just... I also agree that I actually like the Goldberg and Lesnar thing. It's just funny. It's just funny to see Lesnar shook. Because he doesn't he doesn't understand what's happening to him, <laughs> so that's what just makes what what I like about it. But I also agree he does need to win at WrestleMania. You're up to bat, Jay. Yeah, I mean, I I think that Brock Lesnar is I think Brock Lesnar is selling way more in the to Goldberg than we've seen in the past three years. He's putting Goldberg over like it's Goldberg of 1999. Goldberg's coming out with his gray beard and his droopy muscles, and he is dominating this roided-up UFC 
heavyweight champion. And it is except, refreshing. I think it's, except it's, on the mic. <laughs> well, number one, neither one of the ne- neither one of them can go on the mic. Then just let let Paul Heyman carry that carry the promo between them two, and let's let the let these two steroider freaks just um butt heads. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be talking about steroided freaks. Let me rewind that. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, I think I, they both. Neither one of them can really talk on the mic. However, Paul Heyman is awesome, and I think he single-handedly has made can he can carry a he can carry a feud on the mic just by him having the mic and talking to the crowd. These two behemoths, all they have to do is show up and put on a semi-decent match. And it will make Paul Heyman look like the goat. I think that I'm I'm the Rumble in general. I'm not going to say I'm not I'm I would I would give it a solid B. It's not it wasn't A plus to me. It wasn't an A minus. It was a solid B. I, I we didn't get the we didn't get the oh my god surprise, but we did get a we did get the feel good perfect ten. We got Brock Lesnar destroying the whole ring, and we got Brock Lesnar selling for Goldberg. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. It might be an A minus if Roman Reigns wasn't in it. <laughs> hey, but <laughs> it is what it is. However, I was pleasantly surprised with the outcome. I am very, very happy that Randy Orton won the Royal Rumble. This is the first time that I've been excited for a Randy Orton character since the last time he won the Royal Rumble at WrestleMania 25. This is the first time that the Viper character has some depth. It is my sincerest hope. And WWE, if you're listening to me, please, I speak for most fans. Let Cena drop the belt at the Elimination Chamber. It doesn't matter to who. I prefer Bray Wyatt. But we do not want to see Cena versus Orton at WrestleMania. Only time that we want to see Cena versus Orton is when Cena's going to retire because we've seen enough. But the Royal Rumble was all good play on words. Good play. We've seen enough. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. So it's all me. With that being said, I think that the internet wrestling community was bitching and moaning, and I understand. We wanted Finn Balor, but how dare you think that Finn Balor should come back before he's ready? I would like for you all to come back from a separated shoulder and come into a 30-man battle royal and actually think you're going to do well. I've talked about this before on the the podcast. You do not run wrestling. Wrestling runs you. Pay your ticket. Be a fan. Cheer, boo, but don't sit here and bitch and moan because somebody physically is is unable to compete. So, yes, I'm sorry about that. Yes, I'm sorry that Joe was not in the Rumble. But guess what? Reserve judgment. Watch Raw better debut on Raw than on in the Rumble, if you ask me. Yeah, plus everybody can't and, be Kurt Angle. You see my gold medals? Yeah. Pretty impressive, huh? That is correct. Nobody... <laughs> no, everybody... Yeah, everybody can't be Kurt Angle. <laughs> so we're just going to leave it at that. And, and we're going to leave it at that. Randy Orton, your Royal Rumble champion. I'm excited to sell for the potential of whoever he faces at WrestleMania, because... Kawhi has kept, no one has even said Randy Orton doesn't necessarily have to go against the SmackDown champion for, at WrestleMania. Just like anything else, he can choose what champion he wants to face because he's the Royal Rumble winner. 
and he does not even have to be in the elimination chamber. So let's go ahead and shift shift gears real quickly because it's your favorite moment and mine. Ip, are you ready? Indeed. Indeed. Hey, Ichi, are you ready? Yes, sir. And what you gonna do? <laughs> oh my god, it is the new wrestling alliance hot seat. Oh Round table style. Today's topic, favorite Royal Rumble moments from this past pay-per-view. Bounce pass to you, Ichi. You got it. I would have to say one of my favorite moments from this rumble was the confrontation between Roman Reigns and The Undertaker. That face-to-face really, really got my blood boiling. And I also have to say Chris Jericho (laughs) getting himself out of the ring. My favorite moment would be when Undertaker popped in the ring and the confusion in Goldberg's face. To me, that was just very, it was just priceless. And after that, I'd have to go with a quick, uh, Jack Gallagher uh, floating into the ring and Mark Henry quickly taking him and throwing him out. <laughs> yeah, I think my, <laughs> I think my, I'm going to do two. My favorite moments, just the Miz dumb giving everybody skull crushing finales. My worst moments, you've already heard it. Number 30, when Roman <laughs> Reigns music hits. I was so upset. <laughs> My other favorite moment was when Miz was eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> I think on that note, we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, now I, so I, I will say this. As much as there was complaints about Roman Reigns at 30, how much of a letdown was number 29 with Enzo? Yeah. I, I feel that one could have been Roman. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah, Enzo was such a waste of just space, time, energy. (laughs) That and if he was, why was he hyping up Cass so much? Like Cass was the only one from the team in the Rumble. (laughs) Is it just me or does Cass look like like a chubby, tall version of like Triple H mixed with um, Edge? He 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 just reminds me he just reminds me of Test without the gym without the um gym body. Yeah, and then like I hate the, I hate it when he spells out soft. You just look weird. Your body's too weird. Your body is strange, guy. Stop spelling out soft. Let Enzo do it. I always feel like he's trying to make sure he doesn't spell it correctly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Then he does. Then he does the hand movements. He pushes the hand down. It's like you look weird. You look stupid, and you look confused. But I mean, he should be confused. He is spelling soft wrong. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and uh, just go ahead and quickly just go over Monday Night Raw, the episode right after the Royal Rumble. You know, we are now on the road to WrestleMania. M. What are you what are you most looking forward to right now with the road to WrestleMania and WWE Monday Night Raw, the longest running episodic WWE chant TV channel. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I feel that Raw was a it was a pretty good episode this uh week. Um still I don't feel like it keeps up with uh SmackDown, but um they had some good things, especially we got the debut of uh Joe. He uh he basically took out Seth, which was a, a nice surprise. Uh, 
And I, I just see, I mean, you know, Kevin and Chris always uh, carry the show for me. So. Yeah, I'll have to say that um, it's always the Kevin and Chris Jericho show. Um, Raw was actually pretty entertaining. Um, <sighs> Joe, I'm I'm on the fence with Joe. I love that he appeared. I don't like that he injured uh, Seth Rollins. It reminds me of when he's always injuring people. He injured Tyson Kidd, put him on the shelf. Now it looks like he's probably going to put Seth on the shelf, and I hope that's not the case because I was definitely looking forward to Seth kicking Triple H's ass at WrestleMania. So let's see how that goes. But just the surprise in itself, the the factor of so, uh, so Joe. <laughs> just the point that Joe is actually on the main roster now kicking ass I am a big fan of but not the injuries Seth injured way more people than Joe thanks Bret Hart <laughs> hey Bret knows it He's he tells the truth he's not bitter at all <laughs> but yeah I think that I'm, 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 this was one of the better raw episodes for me these three hour episodes as we've talked about on episodes one through seven three hours of wrestling is draining especially after six hours of pre-show and Royal Rumble. I think, but this actually, it, it kept my entrance. It, it kept my interest. We had a we had a Brock appearance. We had Roman. Triple H. <laughs> we, had, we, had a, we, had, we had a Seth and Stephanie confrontation. And we had Triple H come in here and show that he still, I don't know, that, that wasn't necessarily the destroyer, but... He brought the in- self-involved Triple H that we always see around WrestleMania time. You are correct, Jordan. I disagree. I disagree. Uh, Triple H didn't get involved. He let Joe have uh, have all the fun, and he just kind of walked away. Yeah, while yeah, Joe I think- actually <laughs> injured Seth Rollins in the process. Hey, hey, hey! It was karma. It was karma. He had it coming. He <laughs> he broke ah. it. He broke Finn Balor. He broke Sting. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Yeah, Sting had no business (laughs) waiting that long to come to the WWE. He should have been here like five years ago to wrestle the Undertaker. Yeah, he should have been. He should have been there back at WrestleMania when it was in Atlanta. When they did the whole when they did the whole two twenty one build up, thinking that he was going to be there, and he said nah. And so they had the audible to the Undertaker, which made no sense. (laughs) <laughs> and guess what? Triple H self-involved himself in that too. And you can't teach that. You can't. <laughs> I like so, that. So I mean, so I mean, I I'm I'm a fan of the way that the, of what they're what they're building with the, at Raw. I think that Triple H did a great job of not being hands-on and Joe being introduced as the Destroyer. It's my hope that Joe's introduced as the Destroyer. He is the, he maintains the Destroyer and is not, and not Triple H. I'm just going to hold out hope that Seth is really not injured because they've already invested a hell of a lot of time in this. Seth versus Triple H was supposed to be last year's WrestleMania. So if we can't get it, if we can't get it two for two, this you might just have to scrap it. I agree. I feel like um, once again, Raw has to it has to drop down to two hours. Um, it's it's way too much. It's draining. But this episode was entertaining. It did keep my interest. So let's go ahead and just go ahead and switch gears because right as you're listening to this, 
the very next pay-per-view you're going to see is WWE Elimination Chamber. But before we even talk about the Elimination Chamber, let's shift gears over to SmackDown. You already heard our rant about Cena winning the belt over AJ Styles. But let's just talk about what what was set up at the Rumble, how we liked the SmackDown episode, and what are we expecting at the Elimination Chamber. I'm going to toss it straight over to you, Ichi. You got it. Um, What I'm really looking forward to is um, to see what's going to happen with John Cena and his belt. He's already got... He's already gotten the credentials for being the 16-time um, champion. Uh, let's see what they're going to do with him. Um, also, you can't talk SmackDown without talking Alexa Bliss. She is top-notch. She's now in cahoots with uh, Mickey James, which <laughs> I love. Um, I'm really, really um, interested to see what they're going to do. I feel like Becky is her chances are it should be over. Naomi has beaten her at least three, four times, including um, it was that pay-per-view that was back in October of last year. Um, So it's, it's, it's crucial. It's crucial to the point where Naomi needs a title shot against Alexa bliss and no other place, but Orlando for WrestleMania is her hometown. Let's get it. Let's hashtag. Let's hashtag. Naomi. For WWE Women's Champion. That's a lot. I don't know. We just need like a name. We just need. I don't know. Can we think of a name? A hashtag that I so can we'll just have, insert. We'll have to work on. We'll have to work on it. We have to work on that hashtag. But <laughs> Naomi WWE. She needs to have a Women's World Title match. In Orlando at WrestleMania 33. Yeah, like, I'm also excited for uh, Elimination Chamber. I'm pretty sure Cena's going to lose the belt because I have just a really bad feeling that he's going to somehow win it again at WrestleMania just so he could beat Ric Flair's record. But... (laughs) But yeah, like I also hope that uh, Naomi gets that chance at uh, Mania. I feel that it would be amazing. She definitely deserves it. She she has to be, if not the, one of the best uh, women wrestlers on SmackDown. Um, I'm really interested to see where this Wyatt-Randy Orton thing goes. Uh, I feel like this uh, has given Randy a, a breath of fresh air. Because for a while, I would have been disappointed that he won, he won the Rumble. But I was actually pretty excited that he pulled that off. I was as well, and I, I agree with you. I think that um, this really sets uh, Randy Orton at a peak in his career. Because um, it was to the point where Randy Orton was kind of becoming irrelevant, um, i.e. like Dolph Ziggler. But, you know, when he... Um, when he got together with the Wyatts and um, this storyline, it's really picking up. Um, it's it's gonna have to it's gonna have to I think it's gonna all come into place come come mania with uh, with the possibility of uh, Randy Orton. Um, if if I don't know, it's somehow it's gonna have to I guess involve Bray. I don't know. It's John Cena dropped the belt at the Elimination Chamber. You didn't, have, who, to, you didn't even have the belt in the first place. Yes. Okay. Listen, 
Johnson, th- here's here's my thing. And so you're I, gonna you're thinking that they're actually gonna put Bray over? Are they gonna finally give Bray we've been, the belt? We've been, we've been, call, we've been calling for it for fucking eight episodes, span spanning spanning nine months. What if Vince says no? <laughs> <laughs> He's going. If Vince says no, it's going to be the same no that the XFL got. ESPN thirty for thirty airing on Friday. <laughs> However, I think that I, I think that SmackDown brought the house. I think that I think I think this was probably the and I think that SmackDown's been kicking Raw's ass, but this was a very good SmackDown episode. You had Dean versus AJ. They went for twenty minutes. You advanced many storylines. Yes, Naomi is the one who deserves a women's title shot. Not even yeah, not even title shot. She deserves the title. We called for, I want to say, episode two or episode three. Naomi obviously is the most athletic woman woman on uh, on the SmackDown roster, but her entrance is fucking hot. Bring it to the floor. Bring it to the floor. <laughs> uh, and 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 it's and and uh, and listen, Naomi, we're with you. Hey, you know what, WWE? If you're not, if you don't take anything else from this podcast, it's Black History Month. Give Naomi a chance. Give her a However, what am I, I would what say, I'm I would have to say, Jordan, that Alexa Bliss is is pretty damn good as well. She is definitely entertaining. She's great on the mic. She's good in the ring. She has Mickey James um, working with her. I think that the WWE, if they should not drop the ball. This can easily be just as successful as Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. I feel like SmackDown is definitely the better brand. Yeah, yeah. Trust me. I'm not, I, this is this is definitely not a knock on Alexa Bliss. I think that she's killing it as women's champion. I, and if you ask me, I think that she deserves to be the face of the of the women's division of SmackDown. However, comma, Naomi deserves the run right now. But if, but if, but this this allows me to say something about the women's division on SmackDown because the women's division on SmackDown because even though it doesn't have the star power, they are bringing. The women's division has made Natalia relevant. The women's division has made Carmella look like a solid wrestler. The women's division is, is headed by Alexa Bliss. And the women's division is not being buried by Nikki Bella. Take note, John Cena. The women's division on SmackDown is awesome. It, and, a year ago, you know what's, a year what's ago also, we would not get these storylines. Yeah, but you know what also... Also, it's to the point where it's not overbearing among the other storylines that's going on on SmackDown. It's yeah, it it's, has yeah, its they, own, it, you know, it has its, it has its own place. Yeah, it has its own place, which I really like. Yeah, I'm 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 a I'm a huge fan of what the women are doing on SmackDown. Shout out to you, Daniel Bryan. Shout out to you, Shane McMahon. Bigger shout out to Brian Danielson. Yes, I know he's also Daniel Bryan. However. Oh. His handprints are all over the wrestling aspect of SmackDown because the storylines are solid. These are driven. These are driven in-depth storylines, but even more in-depth is the wrestling. We are getting quality wrestling. There is not a better time to be a wrestling fan than now. And I, for one, am a huge fan of what's happening within WWE. Looking forward to what's happening on the Elimination Chamber because I'm hoping that John Cena drops the belt. If you don't hear me, John Cena drops the belt. 
if it, was my, if it were my choice, it'd be to the Miz. However, I'm okay with Bray Wyatt winning the belt because at some point, when do you ever, when does Bray Wyatt get put over? What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in either way. I just really, I would prefer uh, Bray get the belt. But uh, if he doesn't, I would just assume that he would help Randy get the belt. Um, and as in regards to just, uh, I'm really interested to see what happens with the tag team division. They really haven't said much about it. I know we had that all-out brawl this week. But uh, I don't know. It just uh, it seems uh, I feel like they shouldn't have took the belts off the Wyatt so soon. I don't. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I agree. Back. I feel like it was definitely, um, definitely like pretty quick that they took the belts off the Wyatt. But I felt like they also was probably getting ready for uh, Randy Orton winning um, the uh, the Royal Rumble. So we can't have both belts. I mean, you know, he can't have the tag belt while winning the Rumble? No, he's not Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I mean, I don't know. I, I just felt like that was, like, they were preparing for um, for for Orton. I don't know. You know, <laughs> unless they just felt like, you know, and for, for Bray, maybe we do get our chance for seeing him win the title in a couple weeks. I won't hold my breath. <laughs> However, I'm hoping. Well, let's go ahead and switch gears to WWE 205 Live, better known as the Neville Show. And I know you are a huge fan of Neville, as am I. I'm just going to hand the ball off to you. Tell me what it tell me, tell me what it is that you like about Neville and the 205 Live brand. First off, all hail the king. Neville is uh, killing it on 205. Um, I feel like he's definitely breathed fresh air into that division, um, taking nothing from uh, the competitors. I mean, Swan is amazing. Uh, Perkins is amazing. I just feel like they don't have that presence on the mic yet to to carry the show. Um, I mean, you, you have uh, Brian Kendrick, but he, he can't do it by himself. So I feel like you need uh, multiple uh, people to carry a show. And I just ha- think that Neville gives it that it factor. And also I feel like when Austin Aries starts performing, uh, that show is going to just take off. Yeah, I can agree. I feel like um, Neville has been top-notch um, since he's came back as a heel. Um but that match that he had with Swan this past Sunday was so precise, so on point. Um, it was great. I felt like Swan really um, put the moves on him, and it, it was just a great, a great match overall. Um, I'll love to see what what else they're gonna do with the division since they're actually considering taking it off of Raw. And because I mean, they waste so much fucking time putting the purple tape. Thank you. You know. Oh my gosh. Um. And it's what what I'm really looking forward um, also to is um, some of these great matchups that um, that he's gonna that he's gonna have with with these wrestlers. Uh, I feel like T.J. Perkins can easily be back into the picture, um, even adding the guy, adding the guy with the black umbrella, <laughs> even adding him, um, you know, to the mix. I feel like. Um, 
he's he's top notch. You know, you can't go wrong with this. I just I just really wonder will <laughs> will Vince and Triple H ever understand that the purple ropes are annoying and that's what's causing the problems. I, I, that, that has Vince written all over it. Like he he has the he has he has these weird fetishes to like label what he views as oh cruiserweights they're purple raw red SmackDown blue <laughs> no listen a cruiserweight doesn't need to have purple robes a cruiserweight just needs to have a ring and it's perfectly fine. And honestly, it's like we just want we just want to see them wrestle. Yeah, you know, we just want to see them wrestle. WWE and this is what I, this is what pisses me off. WWE had something gold. They had the cruiserweight the cruiserweight tournament was awesome. You saw thirty of the best wrestlers put on some of the best matches that I've seen in a long time from two hundred and five pound and under people, and that's and that's awesome. You debuted them on Raw. Hey, cool, but. Don't sit here and make it seem like they're a sideshow compared to the rest of Raw. Everybody else gets red ropes. Everybody else gets re- regular stuff. You're, you, what you're doing putting on purple ropes is makes basically saying, hey, look, this whole division is the equivalent of Sankara's entrance. <laughs> when you used to wrestle with the blue lights. It's like if they decided to stop the show and make all the ropes pink for the women's division. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And yeah, it, it was to that point because it. What? It, how long did that last for Sinkar for the Blue Lights? It was what, like about three, two or three matches that he had. It's the same thing with. Yeah, it was, it was going on. It went. It went on for like eight months. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was the same thing with. I mean, as you can tell, like it's been so much going on. But it's been. It was the same thing with Chris Masters when they put the red. When they put the red down, whenever he would wrestle. It was just just strange. Like, why are you why are you guys doing this? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was supposed to be the masterpiece. <laughs> at the end of the, at the end of the day, <laughs> until they had that the um, until they had that um, until they had that the, the, until they told him that he couldn't do steroids anymore. He dropped all that weight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until he ran into until he ran the Eva Marie. <laughs> But we, I will say this: Neville has brought fresh air into the cruiserweight division because here's a, because the thing is, cruiserweights, yes, they can go in the ring. We understand that they're mile a minute, this that, and the other. But you have you, we finally have a heel, a heel that is great at what he does. He's great as a wrestler. He's great as a heel antagonist. At this point now, two hundred five live. You all need to step it up. Get on Neville's level. Exclamation point. <laughs> so, it's clearly that we've been talking for a long time now. And we're just going to hurry up and wrap it up. Because we know Elimination Chamber is coming up next week. We're not going to be on next week. By the next, next episode that you're going to hear, we're going to be getting ready for WWE Fastlane. So... Next episode, we're going to be talking about the Raw brand. We're going to be talking about Fastlane. But we're just happy that you were able to join us for another year. Here, 2017, the new Wrestling Alliance. We mean business. And you, Wrestling Alliance. We mean business. Find us on Twitter. We are NWA. Find us on Instagram at 
New Wrestling Alliance. Ip, Ichi, send us with some parting words. Let me tell you guys this, that January the 3rd was probably the best day of my <laughs> life when the Miz lost the Intercontinental um, Championship to Dean Ambrose. Um, that's one of my final thoughts. And um, thank you for joining us <laughs> in episode eight of the podcast. Black wrestlers matter. <laughs> Naomi for champion. Yeah, I would like to also say that uh, that was the only way to start off this year. It was with a a huge Miz loss. Uh, just made everything made everything right, you know. With when the world is just so bad. So. I apologize for my colleagues and their mistakes. However, we will see you. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, we will see you on episode nine. Once again, we are the New Wrestling Alliance. We mean business, and we are awesome. This has been a production of the ETMF Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out etmfpodcast.com to find more information on all of the shows.